Hey, you know what would be fun for nostalgia's sake? Ooh. You, me, and Tom play a little spin the bottle. I'm down. Just the three of us? <laughs> just the three of us. Okay. <laughs> don't Just don't let me forget to bring chapstick. <laughs> So I just put uh, dirty deeds. Yeah, because we talked about gross things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? I. That's very clever. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Adam. Oh shoot! I see you're drinking Code Red, which is basically the devil's piss. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's piss tasted like I don't know. What's that? A Shirley Temple. There it is. Ruby red squirt. Dang it. Couldn't think of it. Shirley Temple. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Never met her. Hello. Uh, she was a fine lady. Her and Susan Sarandon. Great redheads. Wasn't Shirley Temple a little child actress? I don't know. This so- is a real person? <laughs> I thought it was just a made up name for a drink. I thought Shirley Temple was a little child actress. Knowing how the two of us remember pop culture, you're probably right. So why did you say she was a redhead? I don't know, because it's code red, and I just brought it up. I just tipped my tongue, said redhead. I'm going to say this in my Forrest Gump voice. Yeah. You are not a smart man. (laughs) Oh, well, that is me. You're not smart human host. Adam Michael Pedersen, the first. Why are you dressed like the Sandlot tonight? I don't know. I just love this shirt. I saw it in the big and tall section at JCPenney. Had to have it. Kind of reminds me of my Oshkosh Bagosh days. Know what I'm talking about? Um, I think so. I didn't yeah. know you at that time. Yeah. Welcome in to Backroads and Bonfires, a podcast by the people, for the people. Of the people. Of the people. For 90s kids, but also for every human out there who just loves laughing and enjoying life and being happy, this is the podcast for you. And if you know people in your life that aren't happy, you should tell them about this podcast because it will make them happy. And the hap- this happy podcast are you, are you okay? is sponsored by you, Vista Paints. You are rambling right now. <laughs> yes, Vista Paints. Chad. They're happy people over there. Bucky and T-Bone. Yeah. Know their way around a paint can. And a brush and a roller. Yep. I have seen with my own eyes and my heard with my own ears many times that customers come in and they're aimless and they don't know what they're doing, such as our friend Tom, who has been in <laughs> who has been in there like a small child that wanders into a movie and asks what's going on. Yeah, Tony, I'm on my ninth five gallon bucket of paint. I just can't get And I'm still trying to paint out. the same four by four piece of wood. What is happening? Uh no, those guys are knowledgeable. You listen. You could get your paint from somewhere else, but they're not going to know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can go to Walmart, it's going to be some 16-year-old kid who doesn't know what he's talking about and go, 
I don't know. These are just the colors that we have. Yeah. Or you go to Vista Paints where you're talking to decades of experience and they're going to hook you up with the right stuff. Yeah. You can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's butt, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? Why is Tony up there? <laughs> I didn't even think of that when I said that. Yeah. How about that? Um, and if you mention the Backroads and Bonfires podcast, 10%, 10. off your paint order. 10. I give it a 10. 10%. Um, speaking of, you said a podcast of the people, by the people, for the people. Yeah. One of those people, Joel Corlew. Love you, Joel. Joel is an avid listener. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of meeting Joel one time in my life. <laughs> I sat across from him at a memorial service for the legendary Dean Leitz. Yep. Tell me your funniest Joel Corlew memory. Oh, my word. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm. What would he be okay with me saying on here <laughs> is the real question. Joel's probably listening Joel, in his car right now. Joel used to... He loved his body in high school. Joel was bodied up. Okay. He hit the weight room hard with me uh, frequently. And he was a very cut, strong, good-looking man, good football player, good all-around athlete. This is your favorite memory of Joel Carlo is his body. Adam, what is happening right now? And so... He was proud of that body, and we would go to school dances, play the song Enter Sandman by Metallica, which he loved. <laughs> that is not a school dance song. He would take his shirt off and swing it around his head and dance, and even like go like between the legs oh, with he, it and he'd dance. do the zest fully clean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people loved it. They ate it up. That was his signature because move. Because you didn't expect it out of him. Does he do it in like, like an Ace Hardware on a Saturday? <laughs> nope. When, they, sure when people he, least expect it. I'm pretty sure now if he hears um, Enter Sandman, he'll like turn to his kids and be like, oh, and like get ready to tell a story and be like, nah, never mind. Never mind. How often do you see Joel? Uh, I don't know. Five, six times a year. He lives in Vermont now? Text almost every day. Yes. Uh, Montpelier. <laughs> he he actually. became a, a maple syrup conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got those like little, a spokesperson those or little a, spigots a, that go into trees and everything. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. Avid listener. Huge Bears fan. Tough life. <laughs> Tough life being a Bears fan. He was born for the darkness. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. Joel's well, head his brother, actually. His brother Louie is a Bears fan, too. <laughs> yeah. Who's my, Louie? My boy Louie. Nathan Corlew. Oh, you call, call him Louie? Yeah, because nice. I just started calling him Lou, like Corlew. Nice. And then that just became Louie. And now when I see him, I'm like, Louie. Louie, Louie. One time, one time I went to Louie's house and we played um, like Madden or something. It was some, or maybe it was college football, and he just destroyed me. And like, I haven't, I've, I've done a pretty good job of controlling my temper with video games. <laughs> I like had flashbacks, and like I was like, I like chucked my hat against the ground, and like I forgot my Oakleys were on top, and like. Mm-hmm. I think I even like messed up the just an edge of a lens, and I was like, "Like Louis is the most mild mannered, yeah. quiet. He just completely dismantled me on like NCAA football fourteen. <laughs> Unreal. It's like the last time I remember like playing video games was with Lou. I'll tell you what, those, those was Corlew Joel boys, good at video games? Oh yeah, those Corlew boys were all about their sports video games. Really? Oh yeah, we played a lot of tournaments and stuff back in the day. We would set up full like 16 team tournaments and play them on a saturday afternoon life was simpler back then wasn't it <sighs> it's was good times joel also was a great hay baler 
bailed hay was my go-to guy back in the day for bailing hay so, did you if you needed a little bit extra effort out of them did you just start blasting inner sandman and watch him go oh, oh yeah that got him going exit lane <laughs> um, oh man my friends and i my sophomore year of high school we had direct tv sunday ticket we all kicked in like i don't know 20 bucks and we bought it we go to my friend al's house and then we had college football 2003 with joey harrington on the front wow and we, we set up our own college football like league basically yeah we had two conferences and we set a schedule and we kept avid stats like after each game you'd have to take the official stat notebook and write it all down and then i would take the stat notebook home on sunday nights and i would crunch all the numbers and i had my own bcs style formula okay (laughs) and uh it was it was proprietary i didn't share my formula with anybody right and then monday morning on on my locker i would post the new bcs rankings for the for the league it was incredible it was so great and uh there was all kinds of arguing over it um and our one rule was you know you were not allowed to pick a team that was ranked on the game the hawkeyes were ranked the cyclones were not oh so i took i took the cyclones with seneca wallace the eli manning old miss rebels were not ranked <laughs> Philip Rivers, NC State. Nobody, uh, no, nobody had them. There was uh, our friend Derek was Kansas State with like Michael Bishop and Darren Sproles. Yes. We even had our own very own controversy. We were convinced that our friend Derek Hanna was play watching. Oh, can't you know, that. like looking at the bottom of the screen. Hate screen peekers. He was peeking, and we had people watching him like a hawk. He was undefeated. And we thought he was glancing at controllers. And looking back, Derek's not the kind of dad to do that, but we needed a scandal because it's college football after all. You got to add a little juice. Yeah. And um, (laughs) he was getting so mad. And somebody finally beat him. Uh Uh-oh. And we were all so happy. We all jumped on that person and broke the futon. We, like, dogpiled them. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so get this. We had... Three bowls at the end of the season. We had four bowls. The championship bowl was called the Futon Bowl. Okay. Because that was the prime seat every week at Sunday Ticket was the Futon. So national title game was whoever finished one and two in the BCS. Yep. The next best game was the Cereal Bowl. Um, The third best game. Sponsored by Lucky Charms. (laughs) We made a trophy with a Cereal Bowl and spray painted it gold. That's great. The number three best game was the Minute Bowl. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> there was seven teams in the league. There was the Big Four conference and the Big Three conference. The very last one. So our friend's name was Lucas Jackson, and he wasn't that good at the game. So we named the crappiest bowl the Jukus Laxon Bowl. And the since there was seven teams in the league, that whoever was in the Jukus Laxon Bowl or finished dead last in the BCS rankings. Had to play number one ranked Miami on like God mode on the oh <laughs> guaranteed loss and get this we had our bowl games on Super Bowl Sunday because it was our Sunday ticket league right yeah so we played our bowl games on that Sunday I lost in the cereal bowl um, I don't remember who won the minute bowl but the trophy was a had a picture of minute bowl on it <laughs> and then that was the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson's. <laughs> Aaron Justin Timberlake. We we had instead of a Heisman, we drank so much Mountain Dew that we called it the Deusman Award, and we gave the Deusman Award 
to like a fictional play. Like I think Eli Manning may have won the Deuceman yeah. that year yeah. in our league. Um, and we filmed this ceremony with a camcorder and I wish I knew what happened to it. I don't know where it is, but Can you pe- imagine the footage people like dressed up and we had this ceremony for the Deuceman. And then I remember somebody from the other room yelling, Whoa, did I just see what I think I saw? Like during the oh. halftime? Cause we had the Deuceman like during the halftime. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I walked in the room like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure I just saw something. I'm like, saw what? And they like. You know, wardrobe I, malfunction. I'm pretty sure I just saw Janet Jackson's chest, and we're all like, "What?" And this was like before pause, rewind. Oh yeah, and I just remember like all of that happened that same Sunday that we celebrated this fictional sports league. But it was the only year we ever did it because two of the guys graduated and went to college, oh, and we just never had that group it's together. It's devastating. It was like what I looked forward to every Sunday, mm-hmm. was playing those games, writing all my stats down in that stupid little notebook. I had so much fun going home on Sunday nights and crunching the numbers and seeing people's reactions when I would post it on my locker Monday morning. That's like, man, that's what you live for in high school. Yeah. Do you think kids? Do you think there's pockets of kids out there nowadays that do stuff like this? No. And I'm going to sound like a grumpy old man i don't think kids are as creative as they used to be because they don't have to be that's true we had to entertain ourselves dude we looked snow days were the greatest snow days we would all get together and make a 64 team like ncaa tournament yeah we do like 16 teams each a person with four guys and we'd play it all day long play tournaments go to casey's get casey's pizza make like what you were talking about make up awards and it's just I don't think kids. I don't think they have to be as creative because there's just so much entertainment at their fingertips that yep. they're never forced to be like. I don't know. I just don't think they're forced into it like we were. Yep. You know what I mean? Do. Yeah. No, I, but they're I, missing out. I put more effort into that college football league than I did any of my schoolwork that entire semester. <laughs> Seriously, that's how it goes. You put all the effort into what you care about. I was like coming up with my own math formulas. Meanwhile, I was probably getting like a D in math because I didn't care and didn't know how to do it. But I was like all in on this math of, (laughs) and I was trying to factor in like every possible way to evaluate a team. You know what I mean? Golly. The good old days, man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I wish I knew where that camcorder was, honestly. I think it'd be funny to watch it. Yeah. I have a. Gosh, I wish I knew where like all my high school lip sync videos were from Homecoming Week and stuff like that. I'd love to see the footage again. Homemade videos that we made. We used to film a lot of our backyard wrestling, like WWF yeah. stuff, on the trampoline. Um, we we would put way too much effort into that in middle school. It's a great time. We, well, like our friend Kelly had a trampoline, and he would be like, "Okay, my mom said you guys can all come over Friday," so we're super pumped. So by like Monday, Tuesday, we find out we're going over there. And then the rest of the week, it's just like coming up with what the matches are going to be and like trying to cut promos in the hallway (laughs) and just trash talking. Like I remember one time I was going to face off my my friend Eric in like a a 60-minute Brahma bull rope match. We were going to be tied together with a rope for 60 minutes. That's that's a long time. (laughs) Well, they did it in WWF in real life. Yeah. And... You would just like in the hallway, just get in character and try to c- 
cut a cut a promo basically about I'm gonna destroy you this Friday, Eric. You don't stand a chance against me, little man. You better not even show up. You hear me? You know, just stupid stuff like that. Um, hardcore matches, but we'd always find ways to like not hurt each other. Like instead of a two by four with barbed wire, we had a two by four with chicken wire on it. Yeah, so you can get hit with it, but it won't break your skin. Um, we had. The f- we'd find the flimsiest cookie sheets our moms had and stick them in our bags and then hit each other in the head with it because it didn't really hurt. Yeah. You know? And uh, the- I think the girls in our class were completely annoyed with us. It's the way it should be when you're a high school boy. Let me tell you, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. You don't want a piece of this, Eric. Yeah. When you're a boy coming up middle school and high school, if the girls don't think you're weird, you're not doing it right. You're not doing 100%. it right. 100%. You got to be... And, and honestly... I liked girls, but I didn't like girls more than I liked the things I was interested in with my friends. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not you know a what chance. I mean? Not a chance. Because if you're like, hey, do you want to go to a movie with a girl that you like? Or do you want to do WWF with your friends? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing WWF yeah. with my friends. 100%. <laughs> the whole time you're on the date with a girl, you're going to be like, gosh, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> Well, and also, like, I remember Kelly's mom bought, like, a new fridge, and we saved the box, and it became the best table. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> it's cardboard, and, like, we would throw each other through it off the trampoline, and um, we had we had the belts. We had all of it. I remember I bought this referee shirt off my friend Andy. It was probably an old Foot Locker shirt on it. You know what the workers were? Oh, yeah. And so we could have special referee matches. Oh, yeah. And you try to screw somebody every time. Every time. We had WWF the music volume one and two. And so we'd put <laughs> it on the boom box and like we'd walk out of excuse me. We'd walk out of Kelly's back back door and they had like a long sidewalk to the trampoline. And that was like our mm-hmm. our entrance. Oh, we were just such huge dorks about it. It's the best times, man. Yes. <sighs> good times, good times. Hey, did you hear the uh Hill Hawks got the dub over the weekend? Um, they played Iowa State in a tackle football game, didn't they? They did. I got to talk about that. It's a Hawkeye State. I mean, it'll never really change, but it's well. The Cyclones now. beat the Hawkeyes in volleyball. Yeah, the Cyclones. I wouldn't be shocked if the Cyclones actually beat the Hawkeyes at more things throughout the year. Men's basketball, they'll win. Women's volleyball, they won. Well, women's field hockey, we own that. You think women? You think men's basketball, Iowa State will win? Yeah, really. Oh yeah, I think pretty easily. But we'll see when the time comes. I just I thought that in the past, and I was giving it to him. So I need to talk about this Iowa Iowa State thing. So big time, big full, time win for the Hawks. Could play better. Full disclosure: I don't care about either sport, either school. I don't. My brother went to Iowa State. I did not root for one or the other growing up. I did. Root for Iowa State when my brother was a student there because he was there kind of during the golden years with like Marcus Pfizer, Seneca Wallace, stuff like that. So, and I do, I do really like Seneca Wallace, but I have this friend who's a diehard Hawkeye fan and he does this really annoying thing Uh where he acts like he doesn't care about beating Iowa State at all. Well, that's dumb. He, uh, I texted him like the week of the game just, just to try to mess with him. And I'm like, this is probably the biggest game of the year for the Hawkeyes. And he's like, no, it's not. It's not any more important than any other game on the schedule. And I go, it's more important than beating Rutgers. And he let text back, LOL, no, it's not. And then the Hawkeyes won, and there was a huge celebration in the locker room. I texted him that picture from Twitter, and I go, 
this is your Super Bowl. And he laughed. He goes, the locker room celebrates like that after every single game. This game doesn't mean anything to Iowa fans. It doesn't matter to us. It's this whole thing, though, of like, I think it's all just hedging his bets. So if they lose, he can be like, we don't care about this game anyway. When they win, he can kind of little brother Iowa State and go, whatever. I'd rather beat Maryland Mm -hmm. than Iowa State. And it's like. Dude, why is it such a big deal for Hawk fans to admit that they care about this game? That's the biggest rivalry. I don't like the ones that say Wisconsin's a bigger rivalry. It's Iowa State. I was listening to a podcast of three former Iowa football players, and they were actually talking about this in their preview of the game, and they said they were talking about how big of the game was, like Iowa State versus a conference game. And they said... If the conf- if we lost the how do you, how do they frame it if we lost the conference, conference but won more that- important because obviously like you still have bigger aspirations of going to the Big Ten championship and stuff but they said if we lost something about if we lost the game that didn't matter towards us winning the conference or something we would much rather beat Iowa State and lose that game mm. so agreeing with you I worded that horribly but yeah <laughs> anyway. I they have. were talking about the magnitude of the game and how much it meant to them, and they actually played for the Hawks. After listening to you try to to <clears throat> describe that, I wonder if you have CTE. <laughs> you're you're not the first person to wonder that. No, uh, I just I just don't like the we're too cool for this. We don't really care. It's like yeah, you do. You do care, and it doesn't make you weak to admit that you care. Yeah, I just think Iowa fans love to talk about Iowa State like it's the little brother. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, while we're on this topic, I want to shout out a couple people specifically, the Hanson bros, but also in a g- more general setting, Nebraska fans. It's been a bad decade for them. I got to shout them out. I don't know how any of them are still Adam, like... It's been a bad quarter of a century. <laughs> I don't know how any of them are still getting up on Saturdays and excited to watch the games. Nebraska has made losing an, an art form. It's so bad. Dumb turnovers. Tom Osborne's not coming through that door. Shooting themselves in the foot. Should have won so many more games than they have. And I'm just texting with, I'm in a a thread with four friends. Two of them are Nebraska friends. And we're texting Saturday throughout the game and stuff. And they're just like almost at a loss of words. They don't even know what to say anymore. It's been rough. Do you remember the MTV show Parental Control? Oh, yeah. Where parents who didn't like their kids' boyfriend or girlfriend would sit down on a couch with that person and watch their son or daughter go on dates with other people so awkward (laughs) so awesome so awkward so fake you think it's fake i kind of thought it was staged and fake i think the best episodes were like their concept their daughter is dating a deadbeat loser so they set her up on like three dates with successful guys. And then remember the daughter had to decide if she was going to stay with the boyfriend. Oh, some of those boyfriends got so mad sitting there with the parents. But sometimes they chose to stay with the loser boyfriend. Yeah. I just think maybe that it would motivate the boyfriend. I just saw a clip of it the other day and I was like, whoever came up with that show deserves a raise. <laughs> it's a, crazy it's a show. fantastic idea. It really is. It really is. Especially because how many parents out there can relate to their son or daughter dating somebody they just don't like? Oh, over half? It was always on after that. Sh- it was always on around that same time MTV was had shows like Room Raiders. Yep. Remember Room Raiders? Man, talk about embarrassing. And then there was, wasn't there Next? MTV's Next. Was that like 
what, describe the concept of that show. There's a bus. There was a bus uh, with, I believe, three either three girls or three guys on it. She would go or he would go on a date with one of them. They would have to do try to impress her for a little bit. And she'd say, next. And the next guy would come on. She'd do the three dates and then pick at the end who she liked. Guy who graduated from Elta, and I think in 1999, was on that and actually won his episode. Really? Yeah. I need to look up that episode. What's his name? He's probably a bajillionaire. Uh, Is yeah, he married to the person from Next? No. Successful, good-looking guy. But he was on Next and won. That's awesome. Yeah, and he graduated from Elta. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped for him. Yeah. What, <laughs> You'll have to look it up. What a great era of MTV programming, by the way. It was undefeated. Cribs, Room Raiders, Parental Control, yep. Next. What was Silent Library? Uh, you have to sit in there and like get physically assaulted and make no noise. Physically assaulted or people to try to make you laugh? Like you hit your finger hit with a ruler. They'd snap you with a rubber band. Wait. I think it was trying to make you laugh. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of something. Are you different. thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> I think I'm thinking of like uh, Vietnam tactics or POWs. <laughs> Again, I wonder if you have CTE. <laughs> yeah, he had to try to make him laugh. Did you ever get kicked in the head by a cow? No, only the balls. <laughs> <laughs> you got kicked in the beanbag by a cow? Yeah, you don't remember us talking about this? I think I blocked it out. Like two episodes. Who's got CTE now? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what CTE stands for. Uh, oh, gee, I don't know. The only CTE I know is the one from the real world. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. See, I was going to guess that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on my motorcycle the other day, mm. and I approached another motorcycle, mm-hmm. and we did the wave. Oh, the one finger? No. You don't uh, know what I'm head, talking about? The head nod? No. You ever ridden a motorcycle? No. So you don't know about I it. I figure you just do the... No, you don't even know about it. Oh, please tell. You've or, never seen this in the or, wild? Wait, do you guys actually stop right in front of each other, get off, hug? No. Then get back on and drive away? When you when you meet somebody on the on the road, on a motorcycle. You switch lanes? No. Can you shut up and oh. let me finish, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you, you take your left hand and you just put it down like this. You take oh. the left hand off the, off the clutch side mm-hmm. and you just... You just do this. And I don't. Huh. It's like universal. Every motorcyclist does it, but like they don't teach you that. Like it's like a sign of like, how you doing? Basically, from what I can from what I can gather, it's like we're bros because we're both on motorcycles. So what happens if you're coming down Main Street on your bike and I'm meeting you on my Huffy? Mm-hmm. Do we do the wave or does no. it have to be motorized? I don't respect bicyclists. That's fair. I don't either. Ragbri is a joke. I want to do ragbri with my motorcycle. <laughs> uh, no, I I probably said this before on here that like there I love the power move of driving past a bicyclist on my motorcycle out on the highway. Yeah. Because I just look at them like they make these things with engines, you dumb dumb. What are you doing? <laughs> now that guy's gonna outlive me by twenty years because of his superior cardiovascular but health. Less fun. I was watching a Dude Perfect video today. Oh, no. I can't stand Dude Perfect. First of all, I thought of you many times because they were- Why do you like Dude they Perfect? They were so hyped and said, let's go so many times. They are the biggest cornballs on the internet. Love them. Um, and they, they've they they've recently become partners in a Premier League team in Europe. They're owners now, part owners of it. 
they were sitting down making the part of the video. They were hanging out with some of the players from the team they bought, and they were introducing them to American like staples. And they gave them a, a bowl of gushers. And the people had never had it before. These soccer players loved it. And one of them ate it, and the guy's like, let's go! <laughs> and it made me think of this TikTok video. I've, this lady I've been seeing, I don't like that her stuff pops up on my For You page, but my For You page is 99.6% food, so I'm not surprised. This lady's taking perfectly good gushers, and she's like putting all this gooey, like, I don't even know what it is, like a syrupy thing all over it, making it all sticky, and then sprinkling like this Mexican seasoning over it and packaging it and selling it like that. And it makes me mad. Like, why are we ruining perfectly good gushers? I don't think like this could be better than a, just a regular old bag of gushers. Jazzing it up like this. You're, you're saying you shouldn't reinvent the wheel gusher-wise? No. no, don't reinvent it. Gushers are perfect the way they are. It's like, then she probably sells a one-pound bag for $49. I don't like it. If you... If you're a grown man watching Dude Perfect, you have CTE. I love the DP. It's for eight-year-olds. Uh, eight to 17. And then they do like the, Dude Perfect's coming to your town on a tour. And you take your eight-year-old kids to it. Should we make a video where it's just me and a bunch of kids and we, I go see Dude Perfect on tour? <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident saying I hate Dude Perfect. Why? They're good guys. You hate what they do for a living? Maybe not hate the guys? I don't think they're that good of friends. Well, I think you're wrong. No. But no, we'll never know. We'll know in heaven someday. We can ask Big J, what's up with these guys? I am supremely confident none of them are going to heaven. Oh, stop. I know. I'm kidding about that. <laughs> oh, man. Leave um, the gushers the way they are, ladies. I watched somebody. Was it you? Somebody made me watch a clip of Dude Perfect where they were doing something with cereal. And I was oh. like, are they always this loud and annoying? And like, they're, they're picking they're, their top cereals. I think so. And it's like, they're not funny, but they, they think they're funny. <clears throat> I would not have hung out with them in high school or college. Those kind of guys. It's like, dude, you need to relax <laughs> and like chill they're, They look like terrible hangs. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know for sure. I'm a good hang. Yeah, but you're not like them. No, I'm not. I like their content. I'm not sure they'd want to be friends with me. We could hang out like once a year. You probably. don't throw a Tic Tac into a shoebox from 100 yards away and then yell, let's go! I do do some Pedersen feats of amazingness sometime that really fire me up. But they're unintentional, unplanned, and I usually just stand in awe and amazement. I have a, uh, I actually have a tangentially related topic to Gushers. All right. When we were kids, I felt like it was rare to get fruit snacks. We didn't get them a lot. It was like, are you saying it was like a reward? It was like a special treat. Yeah. If my mom bought a bot, I feel like kids today are eating fruit snacks for 40% of their diet. Yeah, it's not good. Today's we diet, have them all the time at our house. Today's like, diet is very unhealthy. But we have fruit snacks all the time at my house. And growing up, a fruit snack or fruit roll up or fruit by the foot was like a delicacy. Yeah. That we got once in a great while. My mom might buy a box of it. I feel like we buy a 48 package box of fruit snacks every time we go to the grocery store. <laughs> every time we go out, we, we went to my daughter's volleyball game this weekend. And my wife, God bless her. I don't have a problem with her doing it. This is what made me think of it. She just busts out a package of fruit snack for each kid to eat while they're watching the volleyball. And I'm like, am 
My kids just have fruit snacks on demand. That's not fair. I never had them growing up. No, we definitely had them in the house. Fruit roll up and fruit by the foot and gusher was the holy trinity in our house. You had those a lot. Yeah, they were always around, but we didn't. I feel I, like I didn't, I guess eat I didn't them very realize often. you came from freaking wealthy class of people. I don't feel like I remember we would get home from school, get off the bus. Who's we were we? little? Me and my sister. You have a sister? Yeah. Older or younger? Two years older. Weird. She's a doctor. Well, really? A doctor of physical therapy. She's not a family doctor. Oh, you said that like it doesn't really count. No, it counts. She did seven years of school, wears the white coat, all that stuff. She's way better than I am at everything. Okay. Except sports. Podcasting? Mm, I got her beat. Okay. I got most people beat. (laughs) Anyway, we would get off the bus, and I remember we would have, I think my mom always told us, like, like t- just in a nice more to me like take it easy on the fruit snacks maybe like one of each two of the three are you maybe. saying you ate like a package of fruit snacks a fruit roll up and some gushers all in one sitting i think it was like you can have two of the three and only one of each of those two i'm not 100 percent sure it, no but you f- better believe i was in the living room with arthur on taking that fruit by the foot and unrolling the whole thing were you like doing indiana jones like whip cracks with it oh yeah and then i'd undo the whole thing let it hang from my tongue and then don't take make it all that the noise. way up from the floor into don't my mouth. make that noise ever again Adam. <laughs> i'd make sure that thing didn't touch the carpet so the last bite that went in didn't have fuzzies on it <laughs> i wish i would you know they ha- you know how they have that show young sheldon <laughs> yeah I want to see a show, Young Adam. It would be... I think it would be... A smash hit. So funny. Millions of viewers. <laughs> it could save network TV. You would you on a cattle farm as a child. It'd be awesome. Out there hitting ba- hitting rocks over the... Mike over and the Mary probably just exasperated with you. <laughs> Dude, I used to hit... I used to go outside and have home run derbies with rocks and a baseball bat. I'd target practice with apples. I would drive our lawnmower around the house and act like I was Doug Riley. Local Elta dirt track legend. <laughs> and I'd act like I was in modified dirt track races and drive around the farm in our lawnmower. I have a request. Yeah. I want to do a three-way pod with you, me, and Mary. Oh, I boy. have so many questions to ask her. <laughs> Can we have Mary on for a segment? I'm sure she would do it. Yeah. Like, we need to get her here. I will generate some questions because I just want to know. And I think the listeners want to know it, too, because you are a character. I got dial soap in my mouth a lot. Mary Save, laid down the law when I cussed. Save some of these stories. All right. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. All right. I we'll, want Mary on the pod. We'll figure it out. Um, I heard this. This isn't. We don't need to talk about this at length. Mm-hmm. I just heard a grown person pronounced it Illinois, and I oh. wanted to punch myself in the face. <laughs> Why are there grown adults saying Illinois? Gosh, that's annoying. It's so it's it's unacceptable didn't we learn in like third grade how to properly say it i don't know but it's infuriating when There's i hear probably it. someone out there listening to us right now saying some people can help it it's how they are mm, i'm pretty sure you can help it just stop it oi <laughs> pretty simple it's not it's not like a genetic thing you're born with to say they can't help it is like they can't help how they pronounce a word. Yeah. Like you just learned it wrong. You just have to unlearn it or relearn the right way. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It really made me upset. And it happens more than it should. Yeah. People saying Illinois. Yeah. Do you remember in high school sitting with your girl and the bleachers? 
Like just a sporting event or something. Yeah. Like you go to a basketball or volleyball game and like they're going to sit behind you and kind of open up their legs and then you'll sit in between their legs and like put your hands over their knees and then they're going to put their arms. Super comfy. Oh, the best. And you like felt like this is awesome. I'm so cool. People are jealous of my And a lot of times what it would be is like me and or like you and your boy be right next to each other and the two girlfriends are behind both of you and they're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You and your boy are having a convo and life is good. Honestly, in that moment, life is a solid 9.8 out of 10. <laughs> yes. It can almost not get better. I remember... Well, this weekend at our daughter's volleyball game, I was sitting in front of my wife and I tried to like make that happen. And my wife like didn't date in high school and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, um, what do you mean? What am I doing? This is like the official bleacher position of couples. And I was like, open up your legs. She like didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm like, just put your arms around my and she's like, what is happening? And I'm like, what I said, how are you so bad at this? You're trying to force your way back and her knees are just in your spine. <laughs> she was like, What are you doing? And I go, just let me lay back, like relax. Like we're a couple. And she was just like, I didn't do this back in the day. I don't know. And I'm like, I want people to know we're married. I think the rings and four children give it away, Ryan. <laughs> but my point is like, it's comfortable for oh, me. Oh, it is so comfortable. It's it's a way to be affectionate in public that's not inappropriate PDA. Yeah. And also, it just gave me flashbacks to doing <clears throat> that with like high school girlfriends. And then your buddy and his girlfriend would sit right next to you and do the same thing. And it was yeah. like, it's like when you go out to dinner and the two guys ride in the front of the car and the wives ride in the back. It's like you're together, but you like can carry on conversations. And sometimes, like, uh, like you and your boys, like we're all together watching the game. The guys would do it to other guys. No, that didn't happen with me and my oh, friends. That happened to Nelta. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I don't remember that happening. <laughs> it happened here. We we're all close. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> Always a great move the first time you do it, especially if you're not totally dating yet mm. and you're like marking the territory because oh, yeah. it's not something you do with a girl unless there's something there. Yeah. Right? You don't do that with just a friend. Well, y- you do. It sounds like with your guy. Friends. Oh, you have male friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I miss going to high school sporting events as when I was a teenager and just, you know, we had these really comfortable seat pads at my high school. Mm-hmm. And like me and my friend Eric would get a, a, what would you call it? A sleeve of Starbursts? A sleeve. Yeah. And he liked orange, he liked pink and red. And I think those are gross. And I like orange and yellow. And he thinks those are gross. So we would just like split a sleeve of Starburst. We would, we would lean back, not on each other, but next to each other. Yeah. Our girls weren't there, let's just say. And we would just sit there and watch the high school sporting event and just shoot the breeze and just crack jokes. Not a care in the world. Nope. Life is good. Nowhere I had to be. No responsibility. Yep. Uh, just sitting there eating Starburst, cracking wise the whole time. Yeah. Pretty amazing time to be alive, honestly. Our volleyball te- our volleyball coach was our Spanish teacher. And so like she'd call a timeout and she'd be really animated. And I'd look at Eric and I'd go, what do you think she's saying in there right now? And he would always say something funny like, I don't know, man. She's probably yelling at him like, usted es muy guapo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was oh. those were the best, dude. Just sit there yeah. and we'd be at a basketball game. And I remember one time our friend Kevin came in and Kevin was wearing <laughs> jeans and a denim jacket. 
And in front of the entire student section, my friend Eric yells out, hey, Denim Dan, where's the fire? <laughs> and Kevin just looked at him like so embarrassed. And we just busted up laughing. <laughs> it was so funny to roast people when they walked in front of the student section. Yeah, that's the greatest. And uh, and Eric was good at it. He always had something funny to say. <laughs> and you're a teen. You're walking into the gym and you're like thinking you're the big dogs in town. Everyone wants to know what's going on in your life. And you like think everyone's staring at you and you're cool because you're the high schoolers currently and stuff. Yeah. And do you ever notice the student section is always like the farthest section from the door? Oh, yeah. It was at our school. Like you had to walk you in front walk of everyone. all the parents and stuff to get there. Yep. And you're so self-conscious as a teenager. Cool. And I you're liked, right. I like talking to everyone along the way. Oh, I'm sure you were Mr. Politician. Hey, Roger. What's going on, Dave? <laughs> How was work today? <laughs> I don't doubt that that's what you were like at all. Um, I was not that way. Um, but you're right. And as a teenager, you think everybody cares. Oh, yeah. You think you're like the star of the town, yep. but you're not. But you think everyone you are. thought they were Chip Hilton, but you're not. Who's Chip Hilton? Ah, it's just a book series <laughs> that I read. It's a made-up guy who's like the star of the all the sports in town. I- illustrated, yeah. Illustrated book, yeah. <laughs> I knew it couldn't be a chapter book. No, nope. not with you. <laughs> Wait, there's chapters. What's illustrated mean? Pictures? <laughs> it's not a picture book. There's chapters. Yes. Illustrated means pictures. <laughs> that might have to be. Did you get hit in the head with a tack hammer when <laughs> you were a kid? <laughs> I'm a little slow tonight. I have so many questions for Mary. So many. Um, any other like sporting event memories you can think of? How about playing football at the high school games when you're in like oh. fourth grade? Oh, my gosh. When you're, all the th- friends? you're not even there to watch the game. You're just like, you're just there to ball out. Yep. Like, that's all. Listen, I walked into a high school football game in like fifth grade, and I'm going, listen, I'm here for three things. I'm here to get sweaty, mm-hmm. <laughs> play football, yeah. uh, and go to the concession stand. Yep. That's all you live for. And a, and a potential fourth, maybe talk to a girl, but probably yeah. not. Yep. And I'm just going to be yeah. so far away from any adult and parent. I'm going to be – our football thing was like way over in the corner. Um, and those home football games were amazing. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just, you'd show up and it'd be like a half hour more of daylight when you get there and it gets dark and you and you can hear the whistle and people yell at the field, but you and 25 of your friends are just back there playing football yep. off in the dark under the trees. It's about 51, maybe upper forties degrees. What a time. Do you remember as you got a little bit older and you actually did start to care about the girls? Oh yeah. And the girls would always walk around like in groups of three or something. Yep. And never more than three. And, you know, always remember it being like the fourth quarter and I hadn't really put my game down yet. Yeah. And you're like, God, it's now or never, man. It's the fourth quarter. Like the game's going to be over soon. Yeah. It's now or never. Like you got to work the courage up and go over there and talk to her, <laughs> you know, and you go over there. I don't even know what you would say. So I'm like, hey, pretty good game, huh? Like, I don't know, but... So what are you three doing tonight? Sleepover? <laughs> Voice cracks? <laughs> you guys doing a sleepover? <laughs> you guys um, going to read some goosebumps later? <laughs> I, those football games were extra fun, too, if you were going to a sleepover afterward. Oh, yeah. Gosh, dang. Did you go to Tommy's? Tom's. Thomas Hansen sometimes. Fire up the old PlayStation. Stay up entirely too late. Tommy's, we'd wake up and eat Trudy's world-famous French toast. 
Man, <laughs> what a time to be alive. And uh, finding your parents at the end of the night when the game's over and you're like, well, got to go home. Yep. And, and in our town, too, sometimes you had to park like two blocks away. So you do the long walk. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. When we would, uh, we'd go to Tommy's, just be entirely too loud in the basement all night long. His parents' bedroom was right above us. And I remember Myron would always like get after us for being way too loud, too late. And then, like, when you come back from college to visit them, he'd always be like, man, I, I miss the days listening to all you freaking rascals down there all night long. Oh, I bet. Yep. Yeah. They hate it when it's happening. They they miss it when it's gone. You know, and looking back, you probably only got, like, four home games a year. Yep. That's it. Four, maybe five. Yeah. But those were unbelievably fun Friday nights. They were. I just saw on uh, Facebook tonight a post from a – I don't remember what school it was, but they had like an aerial view of the uh, football field. Mm -hmm. And they said, we have reversed our policy and you can bring a football to the game, but you need to keep it in this area. Cause I guess the kids were spilling over it and annoying the fans. You do those as kids, you do got to be like away from the fans. Some people are there to watch the game. They don't want your errant punt flying into their bleachers (laughs) and hitting upside the head. Cause you're trying to play a freaking regulation football game over here. Yep. Yeah, but at some point the football gives way to just like walking around and trying to flirt with girls. Oh yeah, or walking around the track and going over to the other the other uh, schools bleachers and walking behind them and like giving like mean mug. To I the never, same kids your I age. never ever did that. Uh, we would do that. We also had like there was like the left side and the right side of the press box. I felt like the weird kids were on the left side. <laughs> That was like a weird territory over there that like you didn't really go unless you were like a wrong side of the tracks kid. I feel like I feel like all the my, rat tails and cigarettes over here. A lot of rat tails and cigarettes <laughs> on the left side of the uh, press box. Oh, no. oh, man. It's amazing how everyone just all like from our era, we all had like the exact same childhood. Yep. It was just like a given, but like. You didn't know that people in the next town were doing it. You just, we all just did it. Do you remember like getting ready to go to the game and like, oh yeah, throwing my jersey? Just trying to put on like the best clothes you can. Oh yeah, I threw on my wind pants and my jersey with the turtleneck under it. (laughs) Let's go play some football. (laughs) Nothing says football like a turtleneck. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. For me, it was probably my starter pullover jacket. Right on. And, uh, yeah, walking through the gate, paying your way in, and then immediately surveying the lay of the land mm-hmm. like, all right, where is everybody? What's the what's the move here? What's the plan? Where mm-hmm. is everybody at? My grandpa used to stand in the same spot, too. So sometimes I would go over and get a little FaceTime with grandpa. Oh, say, yeah. Say you hi to him. That. Say hi to him. My grandpa freaking loved football. Loved it. Ah, those Friday nights, man. There's something special about them. It's a good time. I'm going to be honest with you. Now as an adult. The kids running around and stuff annoys me to no end. <laughs> and it's I amazing just, how the times change. I just sat here and like waxed poetic about how it was the greatest nights of my life. Now I see those same kids living it out, and I'm like, go sit down, watch the freaking game. <laughs> and that's exactly how all the adults felt about me. I am yep. sure. It's just a cycle that never ends. It's the <laughs> same repeating cycle. 
But when I was a kid, I just assumed all the adults were having a hard time keeping their eyes on the real game because they kept looking over <laughs> to see. they were watching our game. Watching me just making Barry Sanders-like cuts. <laughs> they lean over. That Burkhart kid back there is 14 for 16 right now. Wait till he gets up to high school. We're going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good times. I, I don't think I have a whole lot of other thoughts here. I saw Jerry Seinfeld Saturday night. Yeah, please tell. That was an awesome comedy show. Let me just say, he still got it. Awesome. He was Love really, it. really funny. In his opening act, I wish I could remember his name. His opening act was out there for maybe seven to ten minutes, and he was really, really good. We was did, it Anthony Jeselnik? No. Um, it was a guy. I want to say his last name was Walker, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but the one downside of the night, we were at the Orpheum in Minneapolis. Brad Elder, shout out. He uh, just called me last minute and was like, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And I said, yeah, I'll drive up. So I just went up there real quick. That's awesome. Um. There was a guy sitting one row ahead of us and kind of like right to Brad's left. Mm -hmm. He was the most annoying fan. Like he kept throwing his head back and his shoulders up and clapping when Seinfeld would say something funny, which, by the way, happens about every seven seconds in one of those shows. He, He acted like he had never heard the concept of jokes or comedy in his life. And it got when people was distracting. Yeah, a lot of times I feel like they're overacting on yes. purpose laughing. Yeah, it was like he was with his girlfriend or I don't think it was his wife. Just because of how he was acting, it seemed like he was really trying to show her like, I have a great sense of humor. Yeah. I think Jerry Seinfeld so funny. Can't have it. It was like distracting and annoying to the point that Brad and I just started laughing at him. <laughs> I had a chance to see Seinfeld last summer in Sioux City and didn't go. It's the one I always wanted to go to, and he was an hour away. I probably should have done it. I, I I wish, as I was watching it, I'm like, I need to do this more. Like, just just do it. Go to the show. Buy the ticket. Like, have the experience. Yeah. I saw a lot of comedians in college. Really? I saw George Carlin came to you and I. Jim Gaffigan in Cedar Rapids. Brian Regan came to you and I. George Carlin of Shining Time Station. The puppet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that guy. Jeff Dunham. Yeah, he came to you and I. It was a. I saw a lot of comedians. It was a good time. They go to colleges a lot. Yep. On my way home from Brad's in Minneapolis, I put my Apple Watch on. Mm-hmm. Okay, in his house. I walked out to my car. I got in my car and I drove for about an hour. And then my watch went off with an alert, and I looked at it, and it said, "Are you awake now? Do you did you just wake up?" <laughs> I was like, "How bad are my vitals that I have been?" <laughs> I walked out to my car and I've been driving for an hour and my watch just asked me if I woke up. I just picture you driving, staring forward, not blinking or moving. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, not good, Apple Watch. (laughs) Not good at all, actually. Oh, my gosh. Well, you were talking about uh, um, wanting to impress the girls, playing football. Maybe you got to go talk to the girl at the fourth quarter. We mentioned first kisses tv first kisses TV first kisses uh do we need to talk about our first kisses we played spin the bottle at a football game one time did you ever do that Out in public <laughs> well over in the corner by the wow you in, renegades in the corner um you know every for the most part i guess altas isn't but for the most part we most never did that most football fields have some sort of outer perimeter fence right yeah we were sitting in a circle like way over in the corner where like any sort of school administrator would have had to intentionally walked all the way over there to see what we were doing. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I think Did if I remember okay correctly. Um, 
I think if I remember correctly, I think this girl, Sadie. Yeah. Who I know I had a crush on at one point. I don't know if I did at this point. We, I think it was a little peck. A little peck. That's go. all I remember. I wasn't a real like renegade rebel. Sure. I was probably nervous as all can be. Yeah. But I wouldn't count that as my first kiss. Okay. My first kiss was watching the movie Signs by, wow. by M. Night Shyamalan. A real romance. <laughs> a real romantic movie. Oh, nothing gets me hot under the collar like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. My first legitimate kiss was watching the movie during the movie Signs. Not okay. in theaters. At my house. Right on. Yeah. I watched that movie kind of an inordinate amount of times. When you I was watch in high that school. movie nowadays? If you ever watch it ever again, is it is it one of those like, gosh, my first kiss? Does it always bring back that memory? The movie was on. The movie wasn't a direct cause of the kiss. Gotcha. Background it, noise. It was more like we put the movie on, but I think we both were hoping at some point the kiss would happen. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Um. But I mean, when I watch it, I I think it's funny because it's got to be one of the dumbest movies to be watching. It's pretty hilarious to have a first kiss. Do you? uh, Gosh, like that just made me think. Like, I bet some people have a like a. I've had first dates before where we've just gotten together at one of the person's places and like watched a movie and just talked and got to know each other. That's a first date. It's been like it's been for me twice. A group thing. No, just me and this girl. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were like, you guys went to no, somebody's No, just house. the two of us. And like, it's a wild concept to me that people will go on a first date with someone and then kiss afterwards. I'm, I am I, I got to be dating someone for a while before we kiss, I feel like. Well, you're a prude, Adam. Yeah, I do hold out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I just think it's different if you're dating in like in your mid to late 20s. Yeah. You know, I was married by 23. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I was ever even in the dating scene because I right. was I was dating at a Christian college, which is not really the dating scene. Nope. If you know what I mean. It's yep. more like the courting scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nadine and I's first date, I think legitimate first date. I think we went to Applebee's and we ended up 20. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we ordered food. I think we ordered drinks and we sat there for like three hours just playing cribbage and talking. Oh, that's awesome. And I think I probably drank my weight in raspberry iced teas that night. <laughs> but yeah, we just sat there at a little two person table. And I think I ended up tipping a lot because I felt bad that we had occupied this table and never really paid for much. Yeah. But no, I just we just drank iced tea and played a lot of cribbage. But it was really more about the conversation that was happening. That's awesome. Where was your first kiss? Uh, it was in my uh, freshman year girlfriend's parents' basement. Uh, Mine was also in a basement. What is it about basements? Mm, I basements, tell you what, they bring out the love. My kids are not allowed to have anybody they like in the basement. Ne- nothing good it, happens in a basement. Nothing. No. Uh, she was. She most definitely initiated it. She was very aggressive. Um, <laughs> The girl knew what she wanted from a young age and went for it. Um, that lasted 30 days, that relationship. The kiss? The, oh, okay. The, the relationship. The kiss? Oh, it lasted a while. I remember that. Uh, but boy, oh boy. 30-day relationship, and it had it was time to end that. Is Did it It started bright and hot and ended bright and hot? It's yes. Kinda... This was the girl that um, I drove by. I wanted to make her jealous. <laughs> it was that girl. 
<laughs> so and uh so she she was aggressive yeah but you end up driving by her house blasting kelly clarkson yeah i don't know why that was rude <laughs> uh but boy Story, because got some stories about about her. Um, <laughs> Somewhere she's on a podcast right now saying the same thing about you. Yeah, like, oh, guarantee it. This guy Adam, I got some stories. <laughs> uh, let's see. After let's that, get her on the pod. <laughs> she's still around? No, I honestly don't know where she lives. Uh, we can talk about her more off the air. Um, <laughs> kind of a cigarettes and rat tail type situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit maybe i don't know okay uh let's see here after that i remember a few dates happened with the next girlfriend joan soda girl uh before joan we had soda our first girl. kiss i remember on her parents stoop when i dropped her off from a date <laughs> no one has used the word stoop in like 40 years <laughs> and then i remember i she had to go home early and i went back to hang out with some friends afterwards and i was like it happened let's go <laughs> You did not say let's go. Probably not. We didn't say that back in like 2004. That's no. not something we it said. Was, it was like a couple's night. There was like five couples all hanging out. And so they were all was excited. Was Tom there? Oh, it was in Tom. Actually, it went back to Tom's house. So Tom was a part of a couple there. Yeah. Went back to Tom's house. And I told him and his girlfriend and the other people and their girlfriends. Was there everybody just the high-fiving so you? excited. Oh, they, how did it happen? What'd you do? They were all excited. And you were like, I don't know. Just, I, I just kissed her. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, good times. Good times. We played spin the bottle at that football game, and I think we maybe played it at a campfire or two. I've we never were, played spin the bottle. There was a little period of time there when I was in middle school where spin the bottle was pretty big stuff. Yeah. Um, never did any of the, what's that one called? Seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Where you're supposed to lock people in a closet together. Always something you saw in like boy meets world or yep. something. I don't remember ever doing anything like yep, that. Most definitely. Um, I sound like I was this ladies' man. I really wasn't. Like I said, I had a lot more fun just hanging with the boys. Same, same. Yeah, you're with your girlfriend in high school, and the nights you really got excited about was when you weren't hanging out with her. Like, you and the guys were finally getting together for a guy's night. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If I could go back and do things differently, I would have spent way more time with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think by the time you get to high school, too... Stuff like spin the bottles, lame. Yeah, it's weird. The best like hangouts in high school is when you had a girlfriend. You got together with your friends. This was email or, or MSN Messenger was how we contacted each other. I, hopped, I remember getting together with all the guys. I hopped on my email quick. I was like, I want to see if she emailed me. She emailed me this. We're sixteen, super sappy. I love you. Blah blah blah. Have a great night. And you get like the gah. That's amazing. She said this awesome thing to me, and now me and the boys are going to go hang out. Yeah, what a freaking night! Because you're secure in your relationship with yeah. the girl, yep, and so you're free to go really enjoy the guys yep. because she's not upset with you about honestly just spending a great time feeling. with the guys. Yeah, because you feel like all is right in both of your worlds: yep. your girl world and your and your friend world. Yep. We uh, good times. So that Sadie girl, she lived like a quarter mile down the gravel road from our friend Daniel, and they grew up like really close friends, their families. Um, so sometimes we would coordinate it where Daniel would have a sleepover and Sadie would have one. Oh yeah, dude. Meet in the middle. Little diamond Rio. <laughs> well, f- at Daniel's, we would camp in the woods on the bank of the river or yeah, it's the raccoon river. I think we would camp on the, on the river and then the girls would camp in Sadie's backyard and either they would walk down to the river 
or we would walk up and like at like one in the morning we would sneak into Sadie's backyard and just hang out with the girls That's and then awesome. and then like walk back to our campsite and like oh we were always trying to like put our game down man that is awesome those were great times yep can't I, be beat i can remember walking on a gravel road when the moon is so bright that like you can actually still see mm-hmm. but it's like one in the morning mm-hmm. and you're just like making fun of each other and there's this excitement among like we're about ready to go see all the good looking girls in our yep. grade and like they're waiting for us and we're going to, and like, remember I'm not a ladies man. So yeah. like none of the girls were excited to see me. I just was like along for the ride and very yeah. excited. And this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Oh man. But yeah, just camping and just being dorks. We were lighting bottle rockets down in the river and just doing <laughs> stupid stuff. Living the dream. Those are the good old days right there. I loved those campouts at Daniel's though. So fun. Yeah. I mean, cause you had to walk a little ways through the woods to get to the, the bank of the river. And he had this, it was up on like a, almost like a cliff of the river, this big flat open grass space, the most perfect spot for a campsite. That sounds amazing. It was. It sounds like your guys' childhood was like the movie, uh, stand by me. Well, and during the day we would float down the river and like, we found some stuff, some banks to jump off of. You know, we do the thing, put your feet through some life jackets. We would just like chill in the river, look for antlers. I don't know. You know what I mean? What a time. And then end up back at the campsite, grill some dogs, tell stories, just laugh. Just so much laughing and goofing around. It's a time, man. Yeah. What a time. And like I said, when the girls were having a camp out the same night, nothing better. Nope. So good. Undefeated. I don't have anything like that in my life right now. Uh, No. Same. We're old. All right, want to do a, a Mount Rushmore? Of course. Uh, it's not as exciting as all the other things we've been talking about. It's not about. as exciting as Mount Rushmore first kisses. No. No, Mount Rushmore, mm, that first kiss, so good. Yucky. Um, so we're doing a Mount Rushmore. I had this idea the other day. I remember I was in a tractor raking hay. This was actually like two months ago. And uh, I was like, what do we do Mount Rushmore rankings of like different shapes of food, circle foods, triangular foods, square foods, foods with holes in them. Yeah. So tonight we're going to do square slash rectangular shaped foods and we're going to give our Mount Rushmore. And if the segment sucks, we'll never do it again. But I think it'll be okay. I think I've got a pretty good Mount Rushmore. I like it. I like it. Well, why don't you go first then, Burke? What's well, your I'm going to go with one? my all-time favorite dessert. Mm-hmm. Rice Krispie Treats. Dang. I got two here if you want to take them home with you. Homemade or no? Homemade. Bye. Bye, Sarah Larson. I don't. Oh, I church. know who that is. Okay, They're yeah. the best on earth. They're amazing. Well, uh, I believe dang. you because you've never said something was the greatest of all time. It's something you rarely say, so I definitely believe you. <laughs> Rice Krispie Bar is a great one. My first one is the good old sandwich on bread. I thought of that, but like, is it square? Oh, yeah. Grilled cheese. The shape of bread is not really square. Grilled cheese, PBJ, a BLT. Is bread actually square? It's like rounded on one well, side. Well, it's square enough. We okay, get it. You're the boss. You make the rules. We get it. You, you can make cut it rules. into a square. Uncrustables, those are square. No, they're not. They're round. Oh. I guess I've never seen what I just assumed. You shouldn't Doesn't make count. assumptions. You shouldn't. All right. That's my first pick on the Mount Rushmore. What's your second one? 
School pizza. Dang. I love school pizza. Yeah. So good. Even the ones that don't have a crust because it's a centerpiece, still good. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Um, Honey Kiss Pizza was a pizza joint in Storm Lake back in the day. Had skee-ball in there, some games you could play, records all over the wall. And they served, and they had a buffet, too, even. And they had square pizza. Dude, it was unbelievable. It was Did like you- a super, super famous iconic pizza joint and it was depressing the day they closed did you ever say to a girl in your class like what if we kissed at the honey kiss ski ball machine wow why didn't i think of that <laughs> you just said let's just, that. let's just make out while we're eating honey kissed and kiss it <laughs> by the ski ball machine why don't, why don't <laughs> did I you just that? say we should make out while we're kissing yeah i think so that didn't make any sense gosh i need to get it together you have CTE. I potentially do. <laughs> I took a lot of headshots back in the day. A lot of self-inflicted ones during basketball. I took a lot of headshots back in the day, but that was during my acting career. <laughs> Good lord! I would uh, I'd be on the basketball court and get very upset with like a missed shot or something or something another player did instead of just decking this player. I'd run down the court, punching myself as hard as I could <laughs> inside the head. Is, okay, what was your next one? Waffle. Yeah, waffles good. Can't beat a waffle. Some waffles do come circular, but many are also square. Yeah, I would accept. I think I think the traditional shape of a waffle is square. Yeah. Man, so good. All right, buddy. I'm going to take the Pop-Tart. Ooh! So good. Was that on your list? It's in my honorable mentions. Not on in my initial list, but Pop-Tarts, do you like it cold or toasted? Um, I will eat them both, but I prefer toasted. Yeah, toasted's better. So I like to put them in the toaster. This is back when I was a, like I started this when I was a kid. Learned from my brother. Put them both in the toaster. You're not really browning them. You're just warming them. Mm-hmm. Take them out. Stack them on a paper towel. You fold the paper towel up basically like an envelope. And then you can k- transport them completely mm-hmm. in, in, enveloped mm-hmm. in paper towel with your big glass of cold milk. And then you go in the living room where you watch your cartoons and eat your your warm pop tarts, but now there's no crumbs because Man. they're folded up in a paper towel. That sounds like a great time now. It's Saturday morning. Even. Saturday morning. Yep. Unbelievable, unbelievable time. Uh, my third is cake. Unfortunately, it can't be red velvet. I can't get specific. I don't think I've ever seen red velvet in anything but the circle that you cut a triangle out of. But cake, you give me a good sheet cake. I was gonna or a say basically cake. a sheet cake, yeah. <laughs> you can have it. I don't want that pick. Mm. What's your fourth? Cine Toast Crunch. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. I started thinking of square cereals. That's a great Cine Toast Crunch. Cine Toast Crunch. Sorry, my fourth egg bake. Oh, that's amazing. I should have thought of that. Love a good breakfast egg bake. Yes. Especially when people put bread, like uh, not the crumbs, but like actual like communion style bread cubes in there. Oh, unbelievable. I, if I could go back, I would kick school pizza off for egg bake. Dang. Um, my apologies. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just glad it got said. I'm glad it got the recognition it All deserves. Right. I honestly have no complaints with either of these. You have some complaints of mine, I guess, with cake. I No, I just like... I just I don't know. Cake is fine. It's fine. Like I love I, it so much. I don't look forward to having cake. I really don't. That's fair. I look like somebody who looks forward to having cake, but I don't. <laughs> um, my first honorable mention was just a good piece of Swiss cheese. Mm. 
I love Swiss cheese so much. Really? Just eating plain. Toast. Uh, Sicilian pizza. Square-shaped pizza. Uh, the mini Snickers. Yep. Eat, eat 47 of those. <laughs> Cheez-Its. Uh, brownies. Pumpkin bars. So good. Rice Krispie bars on there. Checks. So many great options. I would submit for an audible mention the saltine cracker. Ooh. I ate a lot of saltines as a child. Saltines are good. I love to just take a sleeve of saltines and eat them watching TV when I was a kid. I used to take a plate and um, cover it in a single layer of saltines that had just butter on it, like country crock. That sounds great. And just eat butter crackers. Like I sound like I was a poor kid on the prairie eating butter <laughs> crackers, but like I liked it. I also sometimes do this really weird thing where I would put like eight saltines in my mouth, but not swallow any of them, mm-hmm. like chew them up until my cheeks were full of mm-hmm. like saltines, oh, yeah. chewed up saltines. Yep. And then I would slowly start digesting. Them. <sighs> I don't know why, but sal- there with you. saltines pack together like, like glue. They do. Yeah. I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. Yep. And they're just salty enough. Yeah. They're not overly salty. Great six snack, too. I can't... Ma- oh, yeah. You got to have saltines. Saltines and seven up yep, when time. you're sick. And a little time. price is right. Yep. Um, saltines are involved in one of my biggest life wins ever. I just thought of another saltine story. I was married, and my wife, we were just laying around on a Saturday night in bed talking, and she goes, gosh, I really want some peanut butter and jelly. That sounds awesome. And she was wanting a snack, and so I went down into the kitchen, and I was like... Mm. I bet a little PBJ on a saltine would be good. Made a little platter of them. Took them upstairs. She loved them. Wow. How about that? <laughs> I, I wish you had one of those men in black memory erase pens right now. <laughs> so you could oh, use it on me. Oh, man. I would not have guessed saltines as an aphrodisiac. <laughs> But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Can I tell you one of my favorite saltine moments? I would love this, yes. When Kirk Van Houten on The Simpsons gets fired from the Cracker Factory <laughs> after his divorce, yes. and his boss says, saltines are a family food. Do single people eat saltines? We don't know. <laughs> Frankly, we don't want to know. <laughs> and then they fire him for being so divorced. <laughs> oh, man. That's just a great joke. It is. That's great writing. Do right single there. people eat saltines? We don't know, and frankly, we don't want to know. <laughs> that sounds like a Conan O'Brien written joke. Has to be. If I ever heard one. I haven't had saltines in a while. I need to find a sleeve of those. They're Just great. go to town. Man, they're good. All right. Well, 90s quick hitter. Uh, it's very simple. The okay sign below the waist. And if you saw it, you got punched. That's still happening today. What? Oh, happened. Yeah, that's a still a thing. For real? I thought that died in like 2006. No, it's still a thing. Wow, it's been memed on the internet all the time. Where people like say like, "Oh, you got to see this. It's the craziest Instagram reel," yeah. and it ends with like the camera zooming in on someone's hand doing it. <laughs> I sent one to you the other day. Yeah, how do you not know it's still a thing then? I guess I just thought those were 90s kids posting those videos, but it wasn't a thing anymore. No, one of the things that died out that you're thinking of is um, saying "psych." Yeah, or like psych. Did you ever slap someone on the back of the head and say, wasted? No. Oh, that was a big thing at our school. Huh. How do things like that come to be? How does someone giving the okay signal on the side of their thigh become a thing? I don't know. But on the baseball team this year, I did it to some kid. Um, and then he quickly held he quickly held like an okay sign up to his eye. And he goes, sniped. Like that. Like that. Um, 
contradicted it. Like it didn't, like it wiped it out. Like it didn't count. And I was like, what is that? He's like, you don't know about that. And I was like, no, I don't know about that. So like, if you see it, or I think if you can put your finger through it before they can move it, it's like cancels it out or something. Huh? Do you remember like having an earring in one ear? If it was the wrong ear, that meant something. Oh yeah. The right ear. Is it the right ear? Yeah, if you didn't want to have only a right ear, mm-mm, rumors were swirling. And now it doesn't matter at all. No. But I remember as a kid being like, that guy's got an earring. Is it on the side that thinks that, that is it on the side that means something? Like, oh, yeah. 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 I want to do, I would read a book or watch a show, whatever it is, of like just the origins of fads. I want to, there's got to be a guy out there that we can track down who started all of them. Or a woman. Or a woman, that's true. Like, did, was Sheila just like, hey, Patty, look. And she put the thing on her side, and somehow that took off and slowly but surely spread throughout the entire United States. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it starts. I, I'm so curious. I Probably the know. Knights Templar. Hmm. It's from it always, many it generations always leads ago. back to them or the frickin' Masons, man. Yeah. I don't trust people named Mason. Nope. Got a couple in my life. Keep my arm playing. <laughs> you, <laughs> one eye open. You sleep with one eye open, buddy. Ah, all right. Hey, we should probably mention Vista Paints one more time. All right. Proud sponsor yep. of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Yep. These are great businessmen. These are great Americans. They are. And uh, they deserve our respect and admiration. And I can say with supreme confidence... Um, I look up to these two men more than any people in my life. That's wild. And I would trust them to watch my house over a three-day weekend. I can get with that. It's definitely about 47 people more I look up to than them. (laughs) JK. Bucky and T-Bone, get in there, get your paint from them, and tell them Backroads and Bonfires podcast sent you. You get 10% off. Yep. Easy as that. All right. That was a fun trip down memory lane. What a good time. Man. I hope kids today are just having as much fun as we did. That's my hope. And that they all know Jesus and go to heaven. Uh, I hope they're having good, clean fun. Good, clean fun down by the river. Hey, you know what would be fun for nostalgia's sake? You, me, and Tom play a little spin the bottle. I'm down. Just the three of us? (laughs) Just the three of us. Okay. (laughs) Just don't let me forget to bring chapstick. (laughs) All right. You know the drill. Check out all the stuff. Hot, hot.